those checks come in um, every couple months. It's like, let's say you get 5,000 or 10,000 check as far as what song is per, per song. So let's say I get, uh, for the month, I had over 400,000 streams over just one of my songs, right? That check will equal out to, I would say, 10,000 just because of the royalties from Apple Music, Spotify, yeah. Tidal, you know, YouTube, that money, that royalty comes in. So with that, reinvest once again because yeah. you got to reinvest. You can't just, oh, I got $10,000, I'm going to spend it. No, because yeah. guess what? $10,000 is like $10. It'll yeah. be going like that. Like, exactly. like that. You know what I'm saying? So you have to learn to reinvest to your exposure, your promo. That's why I tell everybody, every artist, they can get on playlists, invest in playlists, 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 right? You see if you go to like Spotify, Rap Caviar, that's a big playlist. Invest in those playlists because playlists are going to get you those streams. Yeah. Get you those streams in those different countries or different regions. That's what you want because that's exposure. Sponsorship. Sponsor your post. Sponsor your post on Instagram. You're a business. You're a walking brand. So um, I feel like the more exposure you get, the more streams you get, the more, the bigger the check. The less wow. streams, the less the check. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Adversity Kings podcast. Adversity Kings episode 1,646,038. Now I'm playing. We're going to have a million episodes here soon, bro. But uh, welcome on, bro. Um, if you want to kind of jump in, introduce yourself. Uh, Instagram, your Instagram's Real, Real Young G, Real right? Real Young G, yep, yep. Real Young G, yeah, yep. so on Instagram, Real Young G. Um, and then obviously you can give out your government if you want on the uh, on a podcast, but uh, you're pretty famous, bro. I mean, really, <laughs> a lot of people don't like, yeah. you know, you, you scroll past and it's like, it's, yo, I always wondered that, bro. Like, how does somebody get that that famous? Like, how does somebody build from the ground up to this network, get to know these people and stuff? So yeah. uh, networking is just a skill you got to, like, you got to have, bro. It's just people. Honestly, yeah. It's not even really what you know, but it's who you know. Correct. Right? Yep. But, um, but yeah, welcome to another episode of the Adversity Kings podcast. On with Real Young G out of Chicago, running it up. Um, he's going to kind of introduce himself. If you want to jump in, um, give your background, a little bit about yourself so people can kind of get to know you. And then we'll just jump right in, bro. What's happening in the world? It's your boy, Real Young G. Out of, uh, born in Chicago, but now residing in Joliet, Illinois. He's been there for a couple of years now. Um, started music when I was like, I would say, I fell in love with it when I was seven years old. My dad had CDs and cassette tapes back in the Oldsmobile back in the day. Um, when I was in Chicago, I heard my first rap album was Tupac, Me Against the World, and Snoop Dogg, Doggy Style. So, I, yeah, I, he was like, man, you can't listen to this. This is really, you know, what, explicit. I'm like, no, yeah. I'm going to pop this in and see what he's talking about. I fell in love with it because I was never really good to express my emotions, you know. So I was like, how can I express my emotions but get my point across? So I started writing, writing. I fell in love with poetry. Um, many people don't know um, that I won the Lexington Hughes Award for poetry back when for I was, real? yeah, back when I was like, Fourth grade, yeah. Back when I was Good in fourth shit, grade, yeah. I was, but first thing I won anything if I ever won anything, first place. Wow. Um, then you know from there, my mom bought me "Get Rich or Die Trying" CD by Fifty Cent. Yeah, yep. yeah. When, and when I heard that, I was like, "Yo, I can do this. I can yeah. definitely do this." And then what took it over the edge? Me and my dad was chilling downstairs in the basement one day, and he turned on Hustle and Flow. Hustle and Flow, yeah, yeah, Hustle and Flow. And I was like, yo, now I really want to do this. So he <laughs> gave me a beat machine. After he gave me the beat machine, I tried to play Dibble and Dab with beats, but then we moved to Joliet. So I was around 14 years old. He goes and tells me, you know what, I'll make a deal with you. If you get good grades in school, I'll get you your first studio session. So that first quarter, you know that first quarter when you're in school and things like yeah. that, you grind it out. I grind it out, grind it out. And uh, he took me to my first studio session. From there, I recorded the introduction of Young G. And from there, I've just been making music ever since. Hell yeah, bro. Hell yeah, bro. Come on. 
I love it, bro. I mean, that's a uh, we. I mean, we used to just freestyle and stuff like that. You know, just on the freestyling. But yeah, yeah. I made a couple of tracks on SoundCloud and stuff like that personally. But you got send that um, to me. I gotta hear it. Yeah, bro. You, you probably don't want to, but I'll, I'll definitely show you. <laughs> uh, but anyways, bro. I mean, congratulations, bro. It's like it's hard to. It really is because there's so many people that try to Thanks, be. Bro. You know, just like they try to be a rapper, they try to be a musician, they try to really do it, but. So many people don't make it. You know what I mean? They yeah. spend years not making it. And yeah. actually, I got a boy I want to show you. I'm going to shout him out on this podcast um, back from Pittsburgh that I met. And his whole thing is exposure, bro. He just don't got exposure. Mm. I mean, dude's a genius, bro. One of the best people I've ever heard in my life. And uh, great, at, great at music. His music's amazing. But bro, don't got the exposure to management to get him out there. You know what I mean? And yeah. he's trying to get by and everything like that. So we're going to jump into that too, bro. And just kind of, yeah, uh, yeah. just to start off for real off first, if you don't mind me asking, you don't got to give me exact amounts, but if you don't mind me asking, how much money would you say you made from, from just the music, music career so far in the last, you know, five, 10 years that you've been? Honestly, I would like to say, honestly, it's in the, it's definitely in the about seventy, seven thousand altogether is the total. You know, what yeah, I'm saying? yeah. Far as like it's because everything goes back into the business. You know what I mean? Like so obviously, yeah, yep. I'm, not a, I'm not a millionaire. I'm independent. I'm trying to reach that millionaire status, yep. like a Drake or a Trippy Red or somebody at the upper echelon. But honestly, um, every every dime and dollar that I make, I reinvest because you got to reinvest. Like you said, it's all about exposure. Exactly what I was trying to get at, bro. Yes, you got to reinvest. Um, I definitely take pieces here and there. You know what I'm saying? Far as saving up because. Once again, I was always told, save your money or save you in the end. But um, when it comes to your career and really putting yourself out there in the limelight, you have to learn how to balance, save, and then reinvest. But that's, I mean, that's huge right there, bro, that you just said that. Because that's what we do here is like, at this business, bro, it, the biggest thing that I could tell you, bro, is like, if you look, I think year to date so far this year, I think I spent $100,000 <laughs> so far this year. Uh, and that's just back into the business, bro. Like, really, I mean, you can count my expenses. I just got a, a normal car, like, yeah. uh, you know, I got an apartment, and then, but I sleep at the office pretty much. But everything's reinvested back into the business, Thanks. back into the people, back into the, you probably got a lot more reinvestments, you know, due to travel and uh, equipment and stuff like that, Thanks. studio sessions, studio time. So um, it's different, but that's what people don't understand is they don't reinvest back into their business. You're not going to save yourself to a millionaire. You're not going to... Uh, I mean, I guess you can work yourself to a millionaire, but you need to save and reinvest your money. That's it. Like you save, the reason why people save their money is to invest. You know what I mean? And what's a better thing to invest in than your own business, bro? You know what I mean? If I know 100% of this business, so I can I have an ability to get 100% back on my money at least because yeah. I know the business 100%, why would I invest that money into something that I know is going to give me a return rather than invest it into something that I don't know? You know what I mean? Facts. Not Facts. to mention it's going to take your time and energy away from your business to invest and open up a restaurant or something, whatever the case may be, bro. But that's huge that you said you reinvest a lot. That's massive. And, and then one thing I learned, too, that, you know, music is a face card, too. I tell every artist, don't be afraid to reinvest in different things, whether it's stock, whether it's real estate, whether it's um, owning properties and things yep. of that nature. Because guess what? That money is long term. I mean, look at Yo Gotti, right? Before Yo Gotti became this big CEO mogul, he was getting a lot of his money from real estate. Yeah, you know what I'm saying because at the same time, music you're gonna spend more. I'm um, a good a good buddy of mine. Uh, shout out Wale. Wale said in an interview he uh, spent more than he made actually. So you're gonna spend more and, and then you make profit. Yep. Because you need exposure. Once again, it's a face card. But once you're in the door, once you get the notoriety, then the sponsorships come, the brands come, and everything like that. So you got to learn how to use what you get to your advantage. Like I also gonna consider myself just as an artist, but as a, as a social media influencer as well. Hundred percent, bro. That's huge because, I mean, if you look at just your Instagram and what's your Instagram, it's just Real Young G. Real Young G, yep. Real Young G on Instagram. Go to his Instagram. He got pictures with, I mean, Lil Baby, uh, just pretty much every artist that, <laughs> that there is, man. And uh, 
So, you know, congratulations, bro, because people don't really understand. We're going to tap into that on what it took to get that network that you've built from the ground up. Yeah. Um, and, and number number three is like uh, the real estate. That's our goal here. Like we all want to go into real estate and residual income, passive income, because it ain't about us, bro. When we leave this earth, we got to make sure that shit keeps coming in. Legacy. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I don't I never understood really how somebody could go out and I'm not dissing nobody going out and doing this, but I never understood truly how somebody go out and work nine to five, pay their bills. And most of those people are barely getting by. Thanks. You know what I mean? Especially when something like this happens and inflation starts coming up. Like yeah, most of those people are barely getting by. So it's like literally like you're, 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 I'd understand if you were doing it, like maybe you got like more money at the end of it or something, but like yeah. you don't get anything, Thanks. you know, you, you're living paycheck to paycheck, bro. So what is it, if you want to talk about this and kind of ask you this question is like, how, how is it that you, number one, you, cause it takes a lot of stuff to just really be in that mindset. Like your success is a mindset. It's nothing else besides a mindset. That's the reason that if you have somebody who has a mindset like yours and you know, you go, you lose all your money or you lose everything. Well, you can go rebuild it back up because of the mindset, right? You attract success. It's a byproduct of who you become. Right. So for you, bro, number one is how, um, and you can kind of hit these one at a time, but how did you find your passion truly? Like, and what, what would you tell someone else trying to go out there and find their passion? So somebody's like, I'm lost. I don't know what I want to do. You know, you found your passion at a young age. And number two, belief in yourself. I think that's a big Thanks. thing that nobody talks about is belief in yourself, bro. And the fact that you said, I know I can do this. You know what I mean? You obviously have a lot of belief in yourself. And yes. it's obviously in your talents as well uh, over, you know, obviously your history. But if you were to sell, tell somebody, you know, how would you help them believe in themselves? How would you help them find their passion early in life and an age? And then from there, how would you help them plan out kind of where what steps they need to take to get to make that a reality. Facts. I would say number one, um, put God first. Number one, always have faith in God because at always. the end of the day, God gives you the vision and the dream. And number two, um, I say, you know, hard work, dedication. I mean, Rome wasn't built overnight. Egypt wasn't built overnight. Hell, man. Um, Jeff Bezos, Amazon, started in his garage. Yeah. Took a $10,000 loan and look where he's at now. Took it over the world. So I said, you, you have to really like sacrifice and grind. I mean, it's times where I would go out of town and it's times that I wouldn't even get a hotel. Like I was, pull over to rest area and sleep because I wanted that much. I got to save my money. You know what I mean? Because you got to think about expenses and things of that nature. You got to think about, okay, don't let the 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 money or the dream deter you from what you got to do. Because like you said, nothing's wrong with a nine to five because everybody got to eat, right? Right. I say, but uh, that's a life of comfortability. So you also got to think being an entrepreneur is very hard because you have to realize it's going to be days. It's not going to be so good. Yeah, <laughs> It's going to be days. It's going to be great. But you got to know and have that, like you said, belief in yourself that, I can do this. Can't nothing stop me. Can't no one stop me. I believe in myself even when others don't believe in me. Because my father even told me this. He gave me some great piece of advice. He was like, don't let me, don't let nobody stop you from doing what you want to do. If this is what you want to do, go out there and do it. I believe that people tell people that they can't do something because they're intimidated by it because they can't do it. Yep. Like I would never tell a person they can't do it. I would never tell a person that's a stupid idea. Yeah. Because if, and just because I don't know how to do that doesn't mean that you don't know how to do that. I mean, I can't draw. Yeah. But guess what? You probably can draw the best painting in the world. You probably can be as good as Picasso. Yeah. But don't let me stop you saying, man, I don't think that's not, that's not cool. Find something else to do because pe- people like that, the negative people in your life remove all negative people. Um, I don't, 100%. That's have, huge, bro. I know you know about uh, Jordan Lucas, right? Yeah, Jordan Lucas, yep. I'm going to tell you, uh, and that's a real good person that I've uh, met a couple times. He gave me a good piece of advice. I asked him, because I will always ask artists, how do you do it? I'm trying to get on your level. How, would, how do you do it? Jordan Lucas told me this, delete all distractions. We want to go out and party. We want to be, you know, out cooking up with girls, whatever, he said, delete all distractions. You have to really zone in 
and figure out what you want to do. Because guess what? It's easy to get distracted. It's easy for somebody to call you up and be like, hey, bro, I'm going to go to this kickback. Or, hey, bro, let's go to this hookah bar. Or, hey, bro, I got these chicks, man. They want to hook up. That's time. Time you can never get back. Right. You can get money back. You can get, you know, women back. You can get prized possessions back. You can't get time back. So while we're on this earth, time is ticking away. Each day is a notch off our clock, our ticking clock. So you have to go out there and make that legacy. 100%, bro. Yeah. That's massive. I mean, that's massive right there. And people don't do that, man. They don't remove. And sometimes the negative people are your family members, bro. Facts, sometimes bro. it's it is your mom or it is your dad or it is somebody like close to you. And you got to get away from them. Like Facts. you to say, it, your life depends on it, bro. Your life depends on it. So that's, uh, that's crazy that you say that. And that's what, uh, you know, I got this piece of advice from somebody who said, uh, somebody I wanted, you know, in a better position than I was. And they said, like, listen, like your life is full of creators and destroyers. There's 1% of creators and the rest are just destroyers because that's true. Like most people, they go on social media to do what? To consume, right? Correct. Can't be a consumer. You know what I mean? You're a creator, bro. You're like, you're more focused on producing your content than you are absorbing someone else's content, right? You're so locked in. That's what being locked in is. If you're sitting here watching this guy over here, you're going to miss, you're going to fall second place. He's going to win. You know, winner focuses on first place and second place focuses on the first place guy, right? So you got to get rid of people, man, around around you that's not helping you in your life. I mean, who would you say that's the next thing is kind of, uh, you say your dad would be like a big, man, big influence, big influence, big, big influence. It's because for the simple fact that, he, you know, he told me, don't let me like it takes a real person to tell you that. Yeah. Don't let me or the next person, no matter how bad I feel like it's not working for you or it's not going in the direction that I want it to go for you. Don't let my personal feelings of what you believe in stop you from doing what you need to do. People project themselves onto you. Exactly, bro. the insecurities onto you. So for the fact, man, it's, I always give my dad, my pops, a shout out because, like I said, he didn't have to say that. And that to me, that kept me motivated to to deal with haters and deal with people saying, "Oh, you ain't gonna make it. Oh, man, just give it up. Just, just stop. You, what are you doing? Like that's stupid." It helps me deal with that criticism. Yeah, because like I said, 100%. and my father always told me, he said, "I'd rather be the one to prepare you, because then for the world. Because if you go out in the world, you're not prepared. It's gonna destroy you." And people's opinions, if we're not mentally trained right, it would destroy us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, RIP, my man, uh, my man's Jason David Frank, Tommy. Um, Tommy was a big inspiration to the world, but he also had his, you know, depression because people always wanted something from him. People yeah. always, people always, you know, when a person's going through something, and mental, that's why I always say mental health is key. You always got to take mental health days. He, um, he always, last conversation we had, he was like, man, I appreciate you because you're real loyal and you don't want nothing from me. And, I'm saying that to say this. Sometimes you got to isolate yourself from opinions. You got to isolate yourself from people that's, that just want to take, take, take and not give, give, give. Meaning they don't want to pour into you. I'm always want to surround myself around winners, people that's going to pour into me. Because if I'm pouring into you, like, as, if I'm pouring into you as you're pouring into me, we can all build and we can all win. Yep. So, yeah. 100%, bro. That's massive. And that sucks, man. It really does because you get in that position, bro, and, and everybody wants something from you. Every time. It's every time. Thanks. like. And uh, that's the thing, bro, is like you, you got to tell them like uh, Kevin O'Leary and, and these entrepreneurs, they used to say like, you know, if one of my family members asked to borrow money from me, I, I say, all right, listen, how much you how much you need? And they'll say something. Right. And then he'll be like, uh, all right, listen, I'll give you this much. But the rule is you can never borrow from me again if I give you this. Right. So that's that's what they would say. And there's nothing wrong with helping your family. Obviously, you that's want correct, to. Correct. But it's like. If, if if those people in your life willingly know and they're not adding value or supporting you, like for me, bro, I'm doing this to retire my mom. You know what I mean? That's my mom has sacrificed so much for me Amen. that I want to do that for her. But it's like if somebody were to, let's say, come out of the cuts like some random cousin that I don't know. Yeah. And then, you know, hey, can I get like millions of dollars? You know, can you help me out or something? It's like, obviously, you know, bye. Yeah, you facts, know what I mean? Facts, so. Facts. 
But 100%, bro, it's the people around you are the biggest key. You become the five, you know, the the sixth of the other five people that you spend the time with. Correct. Yep. So growing up in Chicago, right, uh, you said Juliet now. Yeah. That's more suburbs, right? More suburbs, yep. yep. Awesome. What, um, you being in Chicago, would you say that also had a big influence on you in just the music industry in general? Because I know there's so much talent that came out of Chicago, but it's unbelievable. Honestly, when I was making music at the time, or I was trying to make music at the time, Chicago was big on this house scene, right? It was big with the house scene, Taste of Chicago. Um, we used to have people call here called Footwork because they were Footwork, they were dance. So nobody was really thinking about rap like that. I was gotcha. like, man, I want to do this. The only rappers that we had during that time frame of me coming up was the Kanye West, was Common, was Twister, was Lupe Fiasco. That was, the only, that was the big four that we had, you know, and Shauna, you know what I mean, as far, yeah. as, far as the females. Um, I moved to Joliet. Fast forward, I go to college. My freshman year of, of JUCO, I went to Joliet Junior College. Um, Chief Keith came on the scene. Oh, and, that, and that exploded the whole music era. You know, that, that exploded the whole yeah. music era. My influences, as far as music, never really came from Chicago because I didn't have nobody from Chicago to yeah. really look to. I mean, like I said, all those people that I just named were legends, are legends in yeah. their own right, respectfully. But my, I like the East Coast. I like, like I said, 50. I like the West Coast. I like yeah. Pac. I like Snoop Dogg. That was, or I like Texas, Chameleon Air. You know, that was, that was my type of music. So that inspired me to make music. But as uh, far as my character, I feel like Chicago has uh, shaped my mind frame. Yeah, definitely, and, and and Juliet as well, because you know it's it's a mix of it's a mixture of both worlds. It's like night and day. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I've been to Juliet a little bit. I've been to the city a few times too, man. But it's it's beautiful. I mean, it's like if you can't make it in Chicago, you can't make it anywhere. You facts, know what I mean? Facts. Facts. Um, but that's huge, bro. Because uh, you know, I, I recently really I've, I've been listening to a lot of Fifty Cent, a lot of Tupac, a lot of that, bro. Because that's just in the gym, bro. That's my music. You know what I mean? Just yeah. gets me going, bro. It's real, yeah. But um. So that's uh, that's huge though. And then about you with uh, music, you've been in it ten years now. Ten years now. Yep. Okay, sweet. What uh, what would you say? I want to kind of get them that are watching a glimpse of behind the scenes, right? So a glimpse of like, what is it taking for you? Because obviously you've done a lot of traveling, you're networking. Facts. Uh, you met with a lot of just amazing people, a lot of amazing artists, yep. and um, they're all great, like you said in their own right. What would you say behind the scenes, like just some of the work that's kind of put in? You know, maybe a day to day or month to month, or you know, if I don't know if COVID had really much drastic impact on uh, your career at all, but uh, just kind of that situation. And then if you could say, you know, what are like some of the top things that you have learned from these people from just doing this? And then you know, what's the work look like on the behind the scenes? I mean, well, number one, uh, biggest thing that you just hit the nail on the head was uh, networking. Networking is key. You have to network, network, network. One of the days. I was. I said to myself, I got tired of making music, right? And I'm saying that in the sense of, because everybody makes music. Everybody puts music out. It's a song being uploaded right now. It's a song being created right now. It's a song getting written right now. Um, I got tired of just getting a certain amount of views from my core audience. Core audience would probably be what? Your Facebook friends, right? Or your Instagram followers. Whatever the case may be, your friends and family. So I said, you know what? I'm going to hit that road. I'm going to hit that road, and I'm going to network and be next to your favorite artist. Because let's be real. You, you, it's a business at the end of the day. Yeah, it is. And you have to sell yourself. It's like it's no different than anybody selling food or anybody selling clothes or anybody selling shoes. Why should I wear your shoes? Why should I wear your clothes when I can go to Nike? It's already established, and I can wear their shoes, right? Or I can already still establish artists. So my mindset was, um, okay, in order for you guys to really take me serious and listen to my music, I'm gonna go meet your favorite artist. Oh, you saying that uh, Lil Durk's your favorite artist, or you're saying that Chief Keef's your favorite artist, or um, Lil Baby's your favorite artist? Guess what? I'm going to go meet them. I'm going to go network with them. And then you see this picture come up on the internet. You're going to see, dang, he was really in the same room with them. It wasn't like a meet and greet. Like, they were like really back there just chilling and talking, That's crazy. fellowshipping. Now I'm going to take it more serious and be like, 
who is this guy? What's yeah, this guy? Yep. How does he sound? Dude? Like, it's going to create a hype. It's going to create a buzz. So it's always a sale tactic. So my day-to-day, wake up, um, listen to beats. I check my email on a daily basis. Like, me responding to emails is all me. Me responding to Instagram messages as far as any businesses or sponsorship endorsements, all me. Um, I do that first because, like I said, you got to take care of the business part of it. A lot of artists are just focused on being artists, and that's where the business. That's where you hear a lot of artists complain about the record label because their business wasn't right. You know, so I focus on keeping my business in order. Then I get to the point of what I want to get in my creative process. So you know, I meditate, I uh, pray for a little minute, and then I go listen to beats. I write beats. I mean, I write music. Then I go hit up my studio engineer, uh, Chris. Chris is at an Aurora Cinnamon Sound Studios. I go record. I go record. I make sure I have enough music so when I'm ready to drop, I can drop. Like, I can drop right now. As soon as we leave this podcast, as soon as we leave this interview, I can drop a song right now. So I'm just stacking up a lot of content because at the end of the day, we live in a world where, like you said, a lot of consumers. Content, content, content. Here today, going tomorrow. Song will be hot for the day, two days, but if you don't promote it right, if you don't package it right, if you don't put it in people's face right, it's going to go forget about it, just like that. So I'm more focused on being a, a, a creator and more focused on the business because I do a, I do everything in house 110 percent like I don't have a major label. Now I tell artists all the time, there's nothing wrong with a major label, but if you're not fortunate to get to that step, you have to learn how to do things for yourself. You have to learn to do things from what a manager can do. Somebody told me a long time ago, they're like, why do you want need or want a manager if you're not ready for that yet? And I was like, what do you mean? Meaning that a manager they manage things for you, they manage your time, they manage certain things. A manager is not a crunch, or a manager is not a a financial person to dish out money. You hire them to help manage you and help put you in, put you forward in certain positions. He's like, you do that yourself. So I took it upon myself. I stopped being, like I said, lazy, like most artists. And I said, you know what? Time for me to learn this business. So I learned the business. So everything I do in the day-to-day, from the Instagram posts to uh, networking with different videographers, photographers, all me. Wow. That's that's massive, bro. Yeah, bro. That's massive. And uh, like Russ, Russ is big on that too. Just did it himself, oh, yeah. you know. And Shout that's and that's crazy. I mean, dude, it's like people don't really understand what goes into this, bro. It's a lot of hard work. Like it's truthfully what it is. I mean, who 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 would you say like? Now was Tupac with a label too? Yeah, he was. But like Tupac started with Digital Underground, but okay. he got signed to Interscope, and then you know everything happened with his cases and scandals. He went to jail, so. He was still going to be signed to Interscope. So what happened was, I think Tom Warner money laundered the money to Death Row, which is Suge Knight. So Suge Knight bailed him out of jail. Then he went to Death Row, which was still an umbrella under Interscope. So technically, you could say he was signed to Interscope his whole life. So yeah, Pac was with a label. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Because I know some of these, like these artists, like A Boogie, for example, well, they'll go off and they'll start their own record label, like High Bridge, the label, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Now, how does that work? Is they they and that's what I want to ask you because I've always been confused. Like, is, the, is there more money? So, like, let's say you compare two people, right? Okay. Somebody that goes off independent. So they go off independent, you know, like you're doing right now. They put the work and they're grinding behind the scenes, which I like the best anyways because, and I'll touch on this more, but I think it just teaches you a mindset. Like, it, it, pour, it pushes you through the development process Thanks. of the person that you need to become to make sure that when you reach that point of success and you finally get, you know, millions and you finally get people, like, everyone knows your name and you're finally a legend like that you can be sustainable. You don't get the, because if you get there quick, you know, you get one lucky song, people now they remember the song, they forget who the one that wrote it, right? Yeah. Now you're gone. No one knows where you're at now. You drop off, right? So, um, you know, what's, what's the difference? Like, is it, would you say the artist probably makes more to an extent if he can go independent or would you say that the producer, the record label would probably make more 
uh, for signing, you know, multiple different artists? I would say um, if you if you're going the independent route and you're doing the independent route correctly, um, the artist can make more. You know, so if if you sell, let's say, five hundred thousand right records, right, and that five hundred thousand that turns into five hundred thousand dollars, that money is yours, and you'll you'll break it up between your team and things of that nature, right? As far as a major label, guess what? We're gonna give you an advance because that advance essentially is a loan. Yeah. So the major label's giving you that loan, and once you spend it on whatever it is, studio time. Uh, oh, you want to go on a jet? Want to put that down into the fee that you owe us? So. And what if you major artists? A lot of major artists really don't start seeing money until their third project, if they're lucky to get a third project. Because guess what? We give you that advance. We need our money back. Yeah. A lot of artists don't own their masters. Right now, I own my masters. So if let's say my my song gets picked up in a commercial or it gets picked up in the new a new movie like a, a Star Wars movie or anything like that, that money is coming to me. How estate. do you how do you get your masters? Uh, honestly, your masters is is the recording. This the recording. So I record a song. Let's say right now, right? I record a song and I put it on the internet and it goes viral. That's mine. I sign to the label. I'm giving that masters away. So basically, masters is royalties. I can keep eating off. The, I keep eating off the music. Eating off the music. There's a lot of artists that got big songs, but they don't own that song because they signed their rights away to the record label. So you might hear artists they get out their contract. They're a free agent. Just because you become a free agent, don't mean you get the rights back to your song. You gotta buy that back. Yeah, the record business—it's a tricky. <laughs> wow, it's, it's a tricky business. A lot of artists don't understand that. So it's pros and cons with signing. If you sign, obviously, you're gonna get bigger exposure. If I were to sign a deal today, I didn't build up everything. Um, R.P. Mac Miller, right? Mac yeah. Miller, he got like from he got. I think it was over a hundred million to sign because he was independent for years. Mac Miller was Mac, like the world knew Mac Miller before Mac Miller even signed to a major yeah. label. Like the world knew him. Like he was doing tours around the world. Yeah. So that's rare when you see somebody that started as a seed and grew into a big flower. Yeah. And then the record label was like, we need you. So you got to put yourself in that position to where they need you. If not, guess what? They're going to get you. They're going to sign you. They're going to give you this lump sum amount of money, and they're going to own you. And you're going to complain, and they're going to be like, boom, on the shelf. It's like uh, trading horses. Like, you ever seen horses and how they run and things like that? But when they yeah. bet horses, they got the blinders on. They're going to see which horse is going to win. It's like that. So, and then, so if somebody's, like, complaining or, like, oh, da-da-da-da-da, you know, to the, the record label, the record label will just, like, what, like, just stop exposing you, basically? Yeah, they can, they can stop exposing you. They can put you on the shelf. Or they can say, hey, pay us some money back, and we'll let you go. A lot, right. of, artists, a lot of artists can't do that. Because, all right, if you sign for 400000 300000 right? Right. Okay, now you sign for $100,000, 300000 depending on how you're spending your money and whether you spend your money on jewelry, shoes, cars, Ubers, and stuff like that. The record will be like this. This is how much you owe us. You owe us about, okay, we gave you a loan for 300000 You owe us 700000 Oh, shit. Expenses going to that. Recording time going to that. A lot of artists don't know. That's why I tell, that's why I tell artists, if you're going to sign, use your same engineer, use your same studio, you pay for it. Because if they pay for it, that's going to go into that loan that they gave you. So they're going to add interest. It's a loan. You have, you have a better chance. Russ said, it, Russ said something himself. Russ said that instead of using his money, he went and took out his credit line from the bank, just like a loan, took out his credit line. So let's say he has a million dollars in credit, like his credit line. He took that out. Over time, the payments might be, what, 1000 2000 a month. He paid it back over time. I tell artists, if you want to buy yourself out your contract, it's no different than going to get a loan from a bank, right, if you can qualify for that amount, pay that contract off, and then you can work with the bank to pay that loan off. It's no different. Yeah. The difference is that you have more leeway with a bank. Record label, you really don't, because yeah. now your career, you're on the shelf, and you're not doing nothing. 
so what's the deal with dropping music then too? Because like, let's say like I, I don't know what the situation. Uzi's with the label, right? Yeah, facts. What you know what label he's with? Uh, Generation Now, Generation Now, uh, DJ Drama. Yeah, DJ, DJ Drama. Drama. So with Uzi and, and the label he's with, I know like he drops music like every once in a while, like an album, yeah. not music, but an album every once in a while, right? So are you able to like, is there a specific, uh, you know, stri- restrictions on dropping music? Like if I'm an artist and I'm signed to Interscope Records, like I can't drop music whenever I want, right? Yeah, you can't because they have to recoup. There's a big word up in there called recoup. They have to recoup. And you have so many months to drop. So they tell you like, okay, your first single drop, right? We want to see how good this thing is going to do. We're going to see how good this thing is going to do. If this single goes platinum, all right, now we're going to try to work on the second single. That, that single goes platinum. Then guess what? Album time. We're going to promote the album for about a year, two years. It all depends on how you structure your deal because at the end of the day, we all can read. We all, you know, we don't have to sign nothing. We have free will. I don't have to sign nothing. I can just say I respectfully decline. Um, it all depends on what you have in your contract. Some contracts say you can't drop music every six, seven months. You have to wait to six, seven months to drop music. By then, people move on so fast. We live in a day and age where it's not like back in the day, dude. It's not like back in the day where people would, would live off that one album for a year and people would still love it. Yeah. It's not like that. It's instant gratification man, now, yeah. Man, we're, we're in the age of technology. Every day, content's getting uploaded. Like, you have to upload content quick. Otherwise, just forgot about. That's yeah. why. And so, uh, as an artist, you have to negotiate in your contract. Okay, I want to drop music every three to four months. Because sometimes labels are hold drop for a year. So I want to drop music every three to four months. Let me do that. Okay, this is how much you the album will need for that, and this is how much we're going to do. And it all depends on what you work out in the contract, honestly. But when you're independent, like I said, I can leave this podcast right now. I can go to my uh, TuneCore, I can go to my CD Baby, or I can go to my Distro Kid, drop a song just like that. And then how do you go about getting that on, like Apple Music, Spotify, all that? How do you even go about getting uh, it on there? It's an uh, online distributor. And I say online distributor, far as uh, CD Baby, TuneCore, uh, United Masters, or DistroKid. Me personally, I use DistroKid. So DistroKid, um, let's say you pay, because you have to pay a fee to get it on there, obviously, because they're sending it out. So you have to pay a fee to get it on to use their platform. So DistroKid, I pay a one-time, a, a yearly fee of $99, right? Unlimited uploads, unlimited music video uploads to Apple Music. Wow. Yeah, t- yeah. DistroKid is good. Uh, you get your your royalty checks every two to three months, um, and it goes on everywhere: Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, YouTube, YouTube Red, everywhere. Everywhere you can consume music, it goes on there. So I tell people, um, it, that's the easy part. You can easily put your music on Apple Music. Uh, just find what distribution works for you. Whether it's CD Baby, whether it's TuneCore, whether it's DistroKid, whether it's um, whatever. Right. So. I use DistroKids. So DistroKids is my uh, choice that I choose. It's fire. What about, um, so for example, you posted on your uh, Instagram, right? So I'm pulling it up. Now you posted that you had just your views, right, on just Spotify alone, not yeah. even to mention like Apple Music or whatever the case may be. So yeah. um, some of these artists, like, you know, you're streamed in over 99 countries, yeah. uh, you know, over 576,000 s- streams, over 90,000 listeners, bro. So that's huge. Congratulations. Yeah, thank building you, that shit up from scratch. Appreciate it. And what about, so off that, and then, like, you know, how do you, is it, like, different royalties? For example, like, an artist, like, let's say, I'm trying to think of an artist not signed to a label that's dropping billions of streams on Spotify. But let's say an artist drops, you know, billions of streams on Spotify, right? Or millions or whatever, and they're not signed to a label. What's the royalties kind of look like for them? Man, uh, example being Rust, right? Rust is independent. Rust recently got out his deal not too long ago. Those checks come in um, every couple months. It's like... 
let's say you get five thousand two or ten thousand check as far as what song it is per, per song so let's say I get uh for the month I had over four hundred thousand streams on just one of my songs right that check will equal out to I would say ten thousand just because of the royalties from Apple music Spotify yeah title you know YouTube that money that royalty comes in so with that reinvest once again yeah because you gotta reinvest you can't just oh, I got ten thousand dollars I'm gonna spend it no because yeah. guess what ten thousand dollars is like ten dollars it'll yeah. be going like that like, exactly like that. you know what I'm saying so you have to learn to reinvest into your exposure your promo that's why I tell everybody every artist then get on playlists invest in playlists 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 right you see if you go to like Spotify rap caviar that's a big playlist Invest in those playlists because playlists are going to get you those streams. They're going to yeah. get you those streams in those different countries or different regions. That's what you want because that's exposure. Sponsorship. Sponsor your posts. Sponsor your posts on Instagram. You're a business. You're a walking brand. So um, I feel like the more exposure you get, the more streams you get, the more, the bigger the check. The less wow. streams, the less the check. So what do you think Russ is touching, bro? Man, I think Russ is touching. you got to be touching at least 500000 every month. Holy shit. I think, like, like and I think he said that in one of his interviews. Like the dudes, at least a hundred thousand to five hundred thousand, at least. Yeah. At least. Dude. That's crazy. Yeah, bro. What about uh? So what about Lil Wayne and Birdman? What was up with that? Oh, that was basically a contract dispute of pay me what you owe. That's basically what it was. It was a contract dispute of pay me what you owe. Um, I think that Lil Wayne uh, was owed some money because here's the thing. Uh, Commissioner said something how he wanted to get out of his contract. Right. A lot of artists don't do audits. You know, you can audit your books. Artists have the right to do that too. You have to pay for an audit, but an audit for a record label is how much money the record label's hiding from you. Because they say, oh yeah, you owe, 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 but guess what? They also hide money too. Yeah. Because guess what? That saves money for them. Right. You know what I mean? So, um, Chameleon found out the record label, like Universal, owed him over $400,000. Like he did an audit and he told him, you got two options. You pay me and I continue to be on Interscope, or you pay me, you let me go. If you don't let me go, I'm gonna tell every artist about an audit, because artists don't artists don't know about audits, and they're gonna find out how much money you guys are really keeping from them, and they let them go. They paid them. They paid them. Yeah. So I think Lil Wayne did an audit. I mean, this is my personal opinion. I don't really yeah. know what went on with that situation, but I think Weezy did an audit, found out, hey, this is how much money is owed to me. You haven't paid me this. Uh, we have to talk about it. Yeah. So I think he did. A, I think he did an audit on his books. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah, because yeah, I know, like, in uh, Russ had said, like, he said in one of his songs that he partnered with Columbia. Facts. You know, partnered is a keyword. We split the profits 50 50. 50 50, yeah. So, uh, so that's kind of like negotiation in, in your record, though, right? Yeah. And what about you? So, long term for you, what is, um, are you going to just, you know, keep full steam? Because obviously you build up a lot of momentum, bro. And I'm excited to just Thank watch you, the next five, 10 years for you. It's going to be massive. Appreciate it. Appreciate um, it. So you building up this momentum, do you see yourself in the future just kind of going on to be the next Lil Wayne, like to, to just go hard, bro, and just be a legend, the next Tupac? Or do you see yourself more or less into like Lil Bibby situation where you step kind of out of music into the record label, into the producer, and now finding that talent and helping these artists uh, do that? Where, where do you see yourself? I, I see myself both because I like to say um, music is my love, my dream, but I feel like my passion right now is business. Yeah, like I love business. Same I here, love, bro. I love starting nothing and turning it into something. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I'm always reading about, like I said, Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk. Like those guys right there, man. Like that's 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 something I look at. Like wow, 
that's what I want to do. Yeah. You know, so uh, I feel like my passion right now is business. And I feel like I want to get my YGN company off the ground. Far as YGN is, is called Young Greatness Nation. That's my record label. Fire. So um, I want to have like YGN towing, YGN foods, YGN clothes, YGN cater, everything YGN. Um, far as business and div and and probably get into like I said the world of Hollywood write a screenplay like I just partnered up with a uh, Broadway Chicago Broadway Chicago uh, I love theater so every time they got plays coming into town uh, they hit me up I go there as one of their influencers and I love it man I, I just I, I see myself like my my big bro D boy always told me he said bro you're not just the artist because some people are just artists they just yeah. focus on music music that's all they know and they can't do nothing else he said man you have a range to do any and everything, bro, Forest Entertainment. So I say business entertainment is my field. So I do see myself signing artists. I do see myself um, still kind of being, like a Jay-Z. You see, Jay-Z, he raps when he want to rap. Yeah. But what we know Jay-Z now for, his, he just met Elon Musk. Like, yeah. he just had a meeting to buy some team, right? Um, we know Jay-Z now for his business endeavors, you know? So I feel myself venturing into different things. Wow, that's impressive, bro. What about, um? so for you then, uh, sign an artist. What does it take? Like two hundred thousand to start a record label or something? Clo uh, close, about five hundred thousand. Five hundred thousand to start a record. Wow, so, that's awesome. Uh, do I see myself sign when the time is right? When I yeah. feel like everything is super established and super right, definitely. Because I get a lot of artists that are like, man, I want to sign to you. I'm like, man, right now, if you sign to me, you can be kind of mad because I keep it honest. Because I'm still focused on making real young G a household name. Yeah. Making real young G a brand. And with other artists, you have to focus on them. Yeah. And if artists don't have the certain drive to do it themselves, I have to stop what I'm doing. And it's not a knock because, you know, I feel like every artist is dope. You know, yeah. if, you, if you have a chance to go out there and chase your dream and be a, be a musician, God bless you, dude. Go for it. 100%. But in order to focus and build on you, I would have to stop what I'm doing. As of right now, I'm too far in the matrix of <laughs> what I'm Matrix. doing. To really, yeah, to really stop. No, that's facts. You know what I'm saying? To really stop and focus on your success. Yeah. So, yeah. Have to, bro. I mean, that's what you have to do. You have to fill your cup and then you can pour into somebody else. Correct. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Plus, once you get an established household name, bro, any artist that signed with you is going to be lucky as hell. Oh, hell yeah. You know what I mean? And that's the thing, bro. It's really hard to find people like that nowadays. Like, it truly is. Like, if you truly go out there, most people just look out for themselves only. Fact. And that's just what it is. And that's the biggest thing. And that's why leadership is literally serving other people. Like, if you could serve other people, you'll be the best leader that there is, you know? Facts. And that's what Jesus did, served Amen. other people. And that's Amen. why he was... Uh, like, there's a book that I read, you know, that, uh, you know, my mentors put me on is Lead Like Jesus, right? That's what it talks about, serving other people. And they, the, their people are actually from Pittsburgh, yeah. from where I'm from. I gotta put, I gotta they, read that. they created Toro, the, the app Toro. <laughs> I know about Toro. Yeah, yep. that's crazy. Seriously? Mm -hmm. That's dope as hell, bro. Yeah, so that's, and that's what I'm saying. They said the biggest thing they did that was different than anyone else was developed other people. They developed other people. So that's where I see for you too, bro, is just getting, you know, obviously getting your name up there. You will. I mean, you haven't, like, you're just on go, bro. And that's what you have to do is people don't understand, like you said, sleeping in a car. Yeah. Exactly. At rest stops, like traveling across the world, people might think it's fun to travel, man. But it's 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 kind of exhausting. You know what I mean? Very exhausting, especially you're traveling to network, dude. Like you're not sitting there traveling to go shopping and stay at five hotel, five star hotel resorts and chill with a drink in your hand. You're going to <laughs> network and put in the work. Correct. Like that's what you're doing. So Correct. it's exhausting to be great. You know, that's uh, Simon, my mentor, Simon Arias. He he shouted uh, shouted that out for me, and it stuck with me for for a minute when I started. It was it's exhausting to be great. You know what I mean? So. The work that you're putting in behind the scenes, the studio time, the money that you're reinvesting back into your business, study the billionaires, study Elon Musk, study sure. Jeff Bezos, and they take all their money and they reinvest it back into their business. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's 
that's just insane, dude. Just the music industry. I had so many questions, but you've answered a lot of my questions, <laughs> especially it. when it comes to the music industry, trying to understand it because music, music industry is massive. It's going to be here forever. It's been around oh, for hundreds of years, thousands of years. It'll be here for forever, bro. You know, even long before we're gone. I mean, shit, dude, they sent what they sent in this space with the, the gold record. You yeah, know what I mean? Yes, you yeah, see what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, with yeah. The, some of our music yes. from our culture yes. on there. So it'll, it's in space. It's there forever. It's never going to go away. Um, so that, and then, uh, for you, man, just to kind of finish off, I, I'd like to ask everybody this question, but if you were to leave this earth with three pieces of advice, right? Three of the biggest pieces of advice, no one would know anything else about you. All that they would have is these three pieces of advice. All your other content gets deleted, everything else. No one knows except for these three pieces. What, what would you leave everybody with? Uh, put God first, believe in yourself, never give up. Never give up. Never give up. Put God first, bro. That's the biggest thing. Put God first, man. Always had a great relationship with God. We all, you Amen. know, we go to church together here and everything like that. So, Amen. Amen. and that's what it's about, bro. God uh, will move, you know, ways in your life. Mountains, bro. Yeah, I know he's done it for me, especially. Yeah. Like, it was crazy. Uh, quick story. Um, a lot of artists be like, bro, I, I swear you move like you're signed. I say, it's all God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all God. Like, a lot of artists think I'm signed. No, nah, there are that I meet. No, nah, I'm not signed. It's just God keep on pushing me forward to do what I need to do to help create my legacy in the long run. Yeah, so. 100%, bro. Wow. That's huge. I mean, move like you're signed. That's good because other artists are saying that about you. So it's like you validate yourself with what other people say. I mean, somebody I could sit there and talk about me, bro, but other people that will talk about me, you know, if they're saying some good things about me, then obviously I'm doing something right. Correct. Right. So keep it up, bro. That's huge. Thank you, brother. For sure. Um, and if you guys are tuning in, make sure you you check them out. So Instagram, at Real Young G, Real Young G, no, 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 no underscore R E A because some people put O in my name. So yeah, let me spell it R E A L Y U N G G. Once again, it's R E A L Y U N G G. That's everywhere: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Music, t- title, you name it. Real Young G. Have you you've already dropped multiple albums then, correct? Yeah, I have. It's all yeah, definitely. All on Apple Music, all, all on Spotify. Music. Yeah, definitely. SoundCloud too, so, everywhere. Yep. yep. What um when's when's the next album coming? When's uh, the next song coming? So I was finna drop uh my sophomore album called Mixed Emotions Five, right? But after I heard uh Drake her loss, I'm not gonna lie, I got inspired to, <laughs> to drop a uh EP called um Sorry I Broke Your Heart. And that's dropping next year. So that's dropping around February. That's gonna lead into it's gonna be like a series. It's gonna lead into Mixed Emotions Five. Cause recently I just found out Drake dropped uh Certified Lover Boy, honestly honestly never mind, and her loss as a series. It's a trilogy. Oh wow. So that I was like, you know what? I feel like I want to do some trilogy shit. So yeah. I, I'm going to drop Sorry I Broke Your Heart first. And that's going to be an EP with probably like five songs, six songs. That's going to go in February. And then the sophomore album is going to come in June, June uh, around my birthday. Wow. Let's go, dude. It's kind of like uh, T Grizzly just dropped. What is it? Um, what, what did T Grizzly drop? It's five. I think you're talking about it. It's like an EP, right? Yeah. Like, I can't think of the name right now, man. Shout out to Grizzly. That's my, yeah. dog. That's one of my dogs, too. For real? Yeah, T Grizzly. His story's crazy, man. His it story's is. crazy. It is. And how he became nothing, it turned to something. So yeah. Bless him, man. I always. So, one more thing is uh, who would you say your favorite artist is of all time? If you could do one artist. I could do one. That's so hard, man, because I, I go through different, different vibes every month, every day, every second. Uh, of all time, I got to go with what I'm feeling right now. Uh, I like Burner Boy. Yeah. Burner Boy is dope. I recently had the pleasure to meet a Burner Boy in the summer. Real cool brother. So I got to say Burner Boy. I like that uh, Afrofusion type shit. It's pretty dope. Let's go, bro. What about, um, you ever heard of, you heard of Montana 300, right? Oh, correct. correct. Yeah, so that's the biggest thing he be saying is like, labels make you famous while you make them rich. You know what I mean? Oh, so, that's facts. No. But uh, Montana's, Montana's a beast too. 
What do you What do you think about him? I think he's dope, man. I think he lyrically he's cold as hell, and he's oh, yeah. he, and that's another person that's independent. We forgot about that. Yeah, he's been independent for years. He said he turned out every major contract there is, and the fact that uh, Montana can still go on tour and do tours and do shows and still drop music and have a, a cult following because it's all about your cult following too. Yeah, have a cult following. I think that's dope, man. I think he's definitely doing his thing. I think any artist that's even want to be an artist is doing their thing because, like I said, this industry is not easy and it's political. So it'll tear you down if you let it. But if yeah. you, like I said, got a strong faith in God, take good mental breaks, you, you'll survive. Hundred percent, bro. Yeah, my boy uh, Pittsburgh. I want to shout him out. It's uh, on SoundCloud. It's it's priority on SoundCloud on Apple Music priority. SoundCloud, Spotify, Priority. I'll send you uh, yeah, some of his his songs and stuff, bro. But um, it's crazy, dude. He got he got so much stuff that's just unreleased too that that I've heard that he sent to me, and it's crazy, Fast. just insane, just a blessing. And that's the thing, dude. You you meet these people and they have amazing talent. It's like, dude, yeah, you just got to get you out there, bro. Correct. You know, that's it. You just gotta you got to be able to network. You got to be able to get out there. But uh, he's huge, bro. So I'll definitely connect you with him. And you some know, music for sure. Hell yeah. But yeah, man, uh, I appreciate your time, bro. I appreciate like you. It was, Thank you, bro. It was a pleasure, man. Pleasure being on here, bro. I mean, just the wisdom and the mindset that you have, like, it's so crazy because you'll meet people a lot of times in business. Like, you meet Jeff Bezos, you meet Elon Musk, and you meet these millionaires or these billionaires that you expect for them to say the, same, the stuff that you said. You expect for them to have the mindset because you wouldn't really get there without that mindset, right? Correct. But you oftentimes never meet someone in the specifically the music industry nowadays in a rap industry that ha- has that mindset. Most people don't, and most people really don't. Most people are still in the... You know what I mean? They're still in the streets. Like, Facts. like so many people died. It's it sucks. Dude, like J D. Youngin was killed too. Hey, it's man. like R. I. P. He's pretty cool too. I met him yeah. a couple times. He's pretty cool. Yeah, J D. Youngin. Yeah, man, I love his music. I mean, yeah. all, all these individuals, bro, that have that have died and like, and that have been through this stuff, like like Juice World, man. Just even a, just a tragedy like that, where yeah. overdosed on on drugs. You know what I mean? So like situations like that, where it's like, if you can keep, it's hard and that pressure, man. If you can keep a strong mindset like that. And that's what I think the biggest value that, I mean, I got today here, bro, is just your Thank mindset you, and, and getting that mindset since you were a young age, really just kind of going after what you want. Cause I felt lost until I found this opportunity. This opportunity saved my life, bro. Thank and uh, I'm in love with it. Always, always have been I'm seven days a week, sleep at the office, all that, bro. <laughs> so, you know, dedication and, and stuff. And it, it doesn't seem like work, bro. I'm in love with doing it. And you, I can imagine the same thing, bro. It's like yeah. you go out every time you're in the studio, you're not sitting there dreading to get out the studio. You want to be in there for hours. All day. You know what I mean? All day. So that's uh, what I don't think people understand is like, you know, if you truly feel some type of way and you truly love something and you truly seen yourself doing it and you truly believe that you can do it, do it. I mean, you have a conscious in your mind that's going to tell you your gut instinct. There's a reason you have it. You know what I mean? There's a reason you have that voice in your head. There's a reason you have a gut instinct is listen to it. It's going to tell you where to go. It's going to tell you the path that you need to take. And it's either going to lead you in the right direction until you discover the path or it's going to lead you to the path, for example, like it did for you, man. And and you got to back it up with the work. If you're going to take this opportunity and this opportunity is going to come through your life, you better be ready to back up the work and put it in and make sure that you make this a reality because there's only a 1% of people that make it and the reason is no one else's fault except for their own Thanks, so take extreme ownership man and that's that's huge bro so uh proud of you and your success bro make sure you guys check him out make sure you guys tune into his music um just huge connections if you want to hit him up and try to get some some work in in the studio chicago you said juliet right Chicago, Juliet. Yep, juliet yep. yep yep come on so i appreciate you for being on bro hopefully uh, we get you on you again much. bro hey let's do it bro love the mindset dog we come like on. that for life bro yes for sir sure.